Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome to another episode of Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast. And I am your host, the one and the only Walter Icavalceta. Thank you guys for joining into the podcast again this week. Uh, you know, it's been a while since my last baseball podcast. We had a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of football, actually. If you guys don't already listen to my football podcast, Shoot the Gap, a football podcast. It's under the same uh, the same webpage, uh, Wally underscore podcast at podbean.com. So you guys can always uh, check that out. Also, follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, you guys can always get the links there, but we are back. It has been a while uh, since I did my last baseball podcast. I want to say it's been a week and a half, and there's been a lot of action going on uh, in baseball, so we just got to recap what we've missed. Um, Unfortunately, you know, I saw Mike Trout uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, at the Oakland Coliseum. I went out there uh, when they were playing Oakland. Uh, it was the day, obviously, the, the day he wouldn't hit home runs. He, he hit a bomb the night before, and he hit a bomb the the day after. Uh, but the game I was there, he went 0 for 3 with a strikeout, uh, two, two pop-ups. But, uh, you know, he actually made a really fantastic catch. I mean, that guy is amazing. Uh, like I said, if you guys know me, um, you know, Mike Trout, he is my favorite player um, on this planet. You know, I think he's the best uh, to have ever played in my generation so far. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still a young cat, right? So uh, that could very well change in the next 20 years. I mean, you got uh, Vlad Jr. coming up. You got um, Kevin Biggio who hit a for the cycle yesterday. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of young talent. Jose Altuve, a, a whole bunch of young talent in the league. Pete Alonso, who just took the lead back. Uh, for the home run chase uh, with 48 home runs. Mike Trout was in that race as well. But, you know, now Pete Alonso, he has room to expand that lead. But uh, right on his tail, actually, out of nowhere, is Eugenio Suarez for the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, that guy, is, has he's, he's come on strong uh, in the last couple of weeks. He's now at 47 home runs um, on the season. So he's right behind Pete Alonso. And that's where a lot of things uh, get interesting. I mean, when we look at the home run race, uh, because, you know, we have Pete Alonso, we have Eugenio Su- uh, Suarez, Pete Alonso's at 48, Suarez is at 47, and then you got uh, Jorge Soler, who I actually saw um, not too long ago in Oakland on Monday, uh, a couple of days ago, he, he man, that guy can mash, uh, I didn't see any home runs when I was there, but that guy, he has 45 home runs, so, uh, you know, the dynamic of the home run chase has changed uh, recently because of the injuries that has taken place in the last uh two weeks with you know starting with Mike Trout he's out he has a surgery on his uh on his right ankle on his right foot um so he's going to be out for the rest of the season so his his home run total is going to be at 45 and you know that's great significance I mean um especially with the Angels and what they went through earlier in the year with uh Tyler Skaggs uh unfortunately passing away you know his number was 45 so a little bit of symbolism there um with Mike Trout ending the season with 45 um, as you know, you, you know, we, we look at it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just, and then we look at all the other stuff that happened, uh, post, uh, Tyler Skaggs with everything that was going on with, uh, with the combined no hitter. Um, you know, it happened on, on his, on his birthday and all that kind of, it, it was just, it's just amazing. Just that whole, that whole story. Um, but yeah, he ended 45 in tribute to, uh, to Tyler Skaggs. So that's pretty cool. But then you look at the rest of the home run, uh, race you have Cody Bellinger who's been at 44 with it seems like uh for the whole month 
of September so far. I, I don't I I mean, I don't know when the last guy this guy the last time this guy hit a home run. Uh so it could be that time of year where Bellinger starts to drop off a little bit. I mean, everybody is geared the Dodgers they're geared for uh, the postseason, they're thinking of postseason. You know, obviously, Cody Bellinger doesn't really care about the home run race. Uh, he's trying to get ready for postseason because they have bigger things in mind. And we're going to talk about the Dodgers uh, for a little bit here because, uh, you know, they're the, they're the hot thing right now. They're, they are they are a hot team uh, going into it. They won their seventh straight, um, you know, division title. But we'll talk about them in a little bit. And then after Cody Bellinger, we have... Christian Yelich and Christian Yelich is out for the year. Uh, he got hurt a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Yelich, Trout, they're 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 done with their home run turtles. So we're gonna see who's gonna have that home run crown. Uh, but it looks like it's between you know the 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 guys that are right there is Pete Alonso, Daniel Suarez, Jorge Soler, and then I guess you can throw in Cody Bellinger. But like I said, he hasn't hit a home run. Uh, to me, it feels like two and a half, three weeks. Uh, so we'll have to follow that story there. But now, since we're talking about Cody Mellinger, since we're talking about the Dodgers, uh, let's let's dive into it a little bit. I mean, the Dodgers they clinched um, over you know in between podcasts. The last time I spoke with you guys, Dodgers clinched their seventh consecutive uh, NL West title, and you know that that's a long time. I mean, we're we're talking about you know you start looking looking at the other teams that have done that um that have sustained that type of success you know you look at back at the Yankees the Yankees have had uh 27 consecutive winning seasons i mean that's just amazing that in in of itself i mean they haven't won the division every year but you know 27 consecutive winning seasons that's that's insane uh but then you go back and you look at you know the the Braves of the of the 90s you know with Bobby Cox with um you know with uh Oh God, with uh, Tom Glavin, with uh, you know Chipper Jones. I mean, all those guys that that uh, you think of Atlanta Braves baseball. You think of Bobby Cops. You think of um, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox. I mean, the list goes on. You know, uh, Chipper Jones. Um, right now, I mean, you think of the the Braves. You think of Acuna. You think of you know Josh Donaldson, who is having an amazing season. By the way, I did not see that happening. You know, Josh Donaldson. He he has had a lot of injuries uh, throughout his career. He's kind of been that Troy Tulowinski almost uh, in comparison because he's been hurt. Like I, I can't remember a time that Josh Donaldson remained healthy for the entirety of a season. This guy has been tearing it up. I mean, if you're thinking of the Atlanta Braves right now um, and you're you're looking at that lineup. I mean, you got Fred, Freddie Freeman, you got Acuna, and then you got Josh Donaldson. I mean, they're all right there in the home run race as well. Josh Donaldson, he has 37 home runs on the year, 89 RBIs, and the guy is hitting 260. So, I mean, the average isn't there, but he's hitting for power. This guy is durable. Uh, he's out there, you know, showing out for and – he, and he's – like the older cat on the team. I mean, you're looking at Freddie Freeman, you're looking at Acuna. I mean, the list goes on, and that and that young pitching staff, and they got it uh, anchored with uh, Dallas Keuchel, you know, um, who hasn't actually been too great uh, since that pickup. But you know, come postseason, you, you never know. But that 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 starting rotation, I mean, that that rotation is uh, pretty dangerous. I mean. Um, but that's what you think of the Braves and, and what I was talking about with the Braves. I mean, they were, they dominated the, uh, the NL East for years. I mean, how many consecutive years did they won? I want to say they won like 15 straight division titles, uh, something in that range. And, you know, that's where the whole debate came because, 
you got the Braves of the 90s, and then you had the Giants of the, the 2010s, right? Of 2010, 2012, 2014. We all know we went to the World Series and we won those titles. And that's where the debate comes. And this is kind of where I'm tying it in with the Dodgers as well. Because Dodgers, they are doing similar things to what the Braves have done. But they, and, and you know, with exception, you know, the Braves, uh, they made it to, I, I want to say they made it to two World Series. Um, Dodgers, they've so far made it to two, trying to make it to three-peat this year, uh, which is a very well possibility. Um, but you're looking back on the Braves is, you know, are you okay with that continued amount of success in the regular season, but you don't get a title? Or are you more with, you know, the Giants perspective of the things? Um, you know, you, you're, you're good one year, you win the, you win the championship, then next year you don't make the playoffs and then you go back the next year. And then, you know, that, that doesn't always happen. That was a special situation. But the point is, is are you okay with just winning the title, but not a sustained track record of success? Or are you okay with just having a lot of, uh, success? I mean, the Dodgers, they have seven consecutive uh, NL West titles, but what do they have to show for it other than an NL West division champion banner uh, that that they hang, you know, pro- probably in the back of the of the stadium? You know what I mean? Like, what what else do they have to show for? Because the Giants, you know, they have those three World Series titles, uh, but again, it's really frustrating as a Giants fan, um, you know, going w- year in and year out, and you don't know what's going on, and it's not really. A sustained uh, model for success but when they do get into the tournament that's like bam like they they just win the title all three of those times that they made it so um you know that's the debate what what kind of success would you guys want because and i want you guys to, to jot it down uh in the comments and you know uh, hit me up on facebook hit me up on instagram twitter you know whatever whatever means reach out to me i want to have this conversation because uh what it's all about to me is I don't care what the hell you do during the regular season. Regular season is almost irrelevant. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's irrelevant, but uh, it's they don't give out trophies for the regular season. They give out trophies for the World Series champion. And that's the thing. That's what they're playing for. That's what you root for as a fan. You don't root for first place in your division. I mean, of course you do, but that's not the end goal. You know, that's not the end game, uh, so to speak. You're going for the World Series. You're going for the National League, American League pennant, right? Um, Even then, I mean, that's a consolation prize. I mean, you're the best in your division or you're the best in your league, uh, but then you don't get the World Series. I mean, that's what the Dodgers have the last two years. Uh, they've they've dominated the National League. They've gone the two consecutive years, but they haven't gotten that number one uh, spot, you know, with the World Series title, losing to the Astros and losing to the Red Sox in the process. Um, so what what kind of success are do you guys as fans uh, like to have? I mean, obviously, it's, it's the win the title. But if you were to win a title... Um, you know, and sporadically be good or continuously be good and be in the hunt every single year. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. Um, because a, a, a longevity of success is very hard to come by in sports because you have the turnover with injuries. You have the turnover with, um, you know, contracts with free agency. Now, I mean, these guys can go anywhere they please. Um, it, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's a lot more dynamic than it, than it was, uh, even 10, 15 years ago. So, um, to me, you know, it's all about the championship. I don't care about longevity. Uh, you get into the championship, 
get me get me a ring then we can call it we can call it a day that's pretty much my mindset to it but um you know the Dodgers they set like I said I've said it multiple times I'll say it one last time seven consecutive NL West championships um so far and we're not even uh done with the season we have two more weekends uh and it's drawing to a close and it's actually creeping up really quick and we're going to talk about a few things that are coming up at the end of the year um but you know it, it the end of the season has come really fast you know baseball season came and went way too quickly for me um but you know looking at the Dodgers um they've been to the World Series the past two years right What's the difference now? Why why should Dodger fans be excited um, about the current state of the Dodgers? The thing that I can tell you is they're not going away anytime soon. You look at their you look at their team. You they they got um, uh, Walker Bueller. They got I mean Clayton Kershaw. He's getting up there in age. But then you got Ryu, who is going into free agency at the end of the season. Uh, but then you can also go, you can go out and get Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? You, you can go get Cole Hamels. You know, there, there's tons of guys that they can plug in and stuff. But the ones that they have under control, you got Verdugo, you got um, Bellinger. I mean, the list goes on. You look at this young talent that they have uh, that are being that are paying dividends this year. Uh, Dustin May, you know the the. The ginger with the ginger fro, you know, Dustin May. You got uh, Gavin Lux. You got Will Smith, not the actor, uh, and not the Giants pitcher. You know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Like they have a lot of talent in LA, and that's the ones that are up now. You know, if you look at their farm system, they're built for longevity. You know, um, and that's what I'm hoping that the Giants can get to. You know, uh, the Giants they haven't been built that way. Uh, being that they have Farhan, you know, we're trying to get some prospects in here. We're seeing the the young kid, Mauricio Dubon, who, uh, you know, I had the pleasure of seeing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I waved to him. I didn't be like, hey, what's up, what's up, Mauricio? But I waved to him, you know, when I was working uh, weekends in the park. And that's the kind of thing that you guys can can grab when you guys uh, when you guys go out to the ballpark. You know, if you're out there, uh, stop by the, the broadcast area, you know, at Public House and who knows you might be able to meet Mauricio Dubon um we got some we got some good guys coming up in the next couple of weeks but anyways we're 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 getting off topic um you know the Dodgers they have a lot of young talent and that's what I'm hoping that the Giants can get to um you know they do have Heliot Ramos they do have you know Mauricio Dubon who ju- who just came up they do have um Joey Bart you know they have a lot of pieces um, they just ha- uh, drafted Hunter Bishop out of Arizona State. Dude looks like he can mash the ball. And then you look at the AAA affiliate with the um, with the uh, Sacramento River Cats. They went a- they went ahead and won a national championship uh, for AAA. Like that's crazy. They they that's that hasn't happened since 2008. And what happened in 2009? Tim Lincecum broke onto the scene and got himself another Cy Young. Uh, and then what happened in 2010, then we went on a, on a world series run, right? We had Buster Posey. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes from the Sacramento team, uh, next year, you know, uh, because they, they obviously are doing something right in Sacramento. Uh, they won the triple A that's not easy. That's not an easy feat at all. Um, so, I mean, they, they beat the Columbus Clippers and, um, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a fluke you know these guys these kids in Sacramento they're ready to rock so I'm excited for the future for the Giants 
um, you know, in the in the near future because that's Triple A, right? So they're more major league ready than you know, say Joey Bart or Heliot Ramos. But well, the anticipation is that we're going to be able to see these kids that won uh, this championship for the AAA affiliate in Sacramento sooner rather than later. And then Joey Bart and Heliot Ramos are going to slide in there just nicely, you know, when uh, when Posey and, and um, you know, the rest of the, the team is kind of uh, dissipating and, and we, have to, we have to look on to the future, right? Because you know that's what's going to happen. Um, they they got to start looking in a new direction because, you know, as I was talking earlier was um, – you know, the end of the season is coming really quick. And for the Giants' perspective, um, we have a lot of unknown going into the offseason. Reason being is Bruce Bochy. Uh, Bruce Bochy is retiring at the end of the year. If you didn't know that, well, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, he is retiring at the end of this season. He, he announced it uh, spring training, so I don't know where you've been the past six months. But he is retiring, um, and it's and it's a sad it's a sad day. Uh, but it's also exciting at the same time. But, you know, I hate to see Bochi go. Um, you know, what that guy, you know, meant to me. I'm going to make a whole another podcast dedicated to to, to Bochi, but, um, you know, at the end of the year. But, you know, just to, just to touch on it a lot is, you know, Bochi has brought a lot of joy to a lot of different people over the years. Um, not only for the game of baseball, but just for the community in San Francisco as well. So, I mean, he's such a great guy. Um he has a he has a huge head. I mean, everybody knows that he has huge huge hands. By by the way, too. But uh, but no, Bochi. He is uh, he he's he's coming to the end, right? And I was watching a uh, interview with uh with Amy G. Uh, they had a they had a sit down talk, you know, prior to the the Giants going to Boston, which was fantastic last night. By the way, this is uh, I'm recording on Wednesday morning. It's a little wet out there actually, and. Uh, you know, when it when it's wet out there and the, and the season starts changing, that's when you know that you're getting closer to the postseason, when you're getting closer to the end of the year. Um, and it's exciting, right? Um, not not so much for the Giants uh, right now because they're nine games out. I mean, technically they're not eliminated, but, you know, it, it, they're they're not going to make it to the postseason. It's only a matter of days uh, until they're until they're eliminated. But. Uh, last night, fantastic game. They're playing in Boston. I wasn't able to make the trip. I wanted to make it, but next time the Giants are in Boston, you have my word. I will be in Boston at Fenway. I need to go check out that ballpark. But um, the Giants, they made it into Boston. Uh, Bruce Bochy, he's going for his 2,000 wins, right? And he got the win last night. Uh, now he's at 1999. Um, that is one win away from the 2,000 mark uh, that, you know, at the beginning of the year, that's all I really wanted. I wanted the Giants to get Bochi to 2,000, and I knew that the number was 74. And I was kind of like, all right, 74, that sounds a little bit doable. Might be pushing it a little bit. But, you know, that that was my season goal. So it's like I wasn't uh, – I'm not too upset that, you know, they fell out of the race. I mean, they weren't even supposed to make it a race in the first place. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that they held on as long as they, as long as they could have – uh, then they had a little uh, a slip up in August. Um, you know, th- that's they, they were playing good baseball. I mean, they made it entertaining, right? And especially for Bochy's last year, I think that's why it went by so fast because they actually were winning really, really well um, in the middle of the season. So you weren't really thinking about like, oh, man, this is Bochy's last trip. This is, a-. But essentially what that talk was with Amy G is this is Bochy's last road trip. 
It's his, definitely his last time uh, in Boston, coaching in Boston. He doesn't go to Boston that often. Uh, but it's his last time, last road trip. Then he comes home for his last homestand. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to be in tears that whole homestand. So uh, if I'm a nervous wreck and you guys are talking to me and you guys are hearing me, hearing me on the on the podcast uh, and sniffling and stuff, it's not because of the 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 changing of the seasons. It's not because I have a cold. It's probably because I'm tearing up because, <laughs> because Bruce Bochy is calling it uh, a, a, a career. You know what I mean? And what a career he's had. Like I said, he's one win away from 2000. And uh, last night, you know, they played like a six and a half hour game in Boston um, you know, Mike, Mike Yastrzemski, Yaz, uh, the fanfare at Boston was just amazing. I mean, they love that kid. Uh, Yastrzemski, it's been a while since Yastrzemski has been on the playing field, uh, to play and he hit a home run in his homecoming, right? He struck out in his first at bat, but he hit a home run in his homecoming. Uh, that was pretty awesome. And then, I mean, he made, he made a couple of uh, good catches, all that kind of stuff. He did tweak his, uh, I want to say it was his ankle. I wasn't really sure what happened, but uh, he was able to stay in the game. It was all good. Uh, but Yastrzemski, I mean, you know, it was pretty cool seeing all the pregame stuff. You know, him walking in center field, right field, left field uh, with his grandfather, Carl. Um, you know, that was, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, if you guys don't know Red Sox history, I mean, Carl Yastrzemski is a legend, Hall of Famer. It's his grand, it's his grandfather. Uh, so I mean, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty much what baseball is all about, right? It's all, all about family. Um, it's all about community. So when that element comes in and it shows with the, with the players, it just makes it that much more enjoyable, uh, at least for me. So, um, the Giants, they won last night. Now Bochi is at 2,000 or getting to 2,000. He's only one win away. He could possibly get that tonight. So definitely pop, pop on the Giants game. Uh, you know, they're playing in Fenway for the next um, two days. He may get it in Fenway. He may not. Um, if he doesn't get it in Fenway, you know, you figure they're playing Atlanta. They're probably going to get it in Atlanta too. Um, so, you know, it's going to happen at some point this week. It's just a matter of when and, and what that final total will be at. Uh, it would be pretty cool if they can get 10 more wins. He, he finishes uh, his win total at uh, 2010. Where uh, where all the World Series titles started, that would be that'd be pretty cool. That's just me uh, being 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 weird, being dramatic. But um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. What's going on in baseball? I mean, if we look around, you know, I talked a lot about the Giants. We talked a lot about the Dodgers, uh, just because you know I'm obviously a Giants fan. NL West is what I know best. Um, but you know, you look around the league. We talked a little bit about the Braves. Braves are actually doing pretty good. Um, but you look around the league. And you look at the wild card standings, um, and I mentioned the A's. The A's are right there um, with that wild card spot. They're battling it out with the Tampa Bay Rays. They're two games up on the Rays now. And then um, between the Rays and the Cleveland Indians, it's half a game. So that's going to be interesting to see who the Oakland A's opponent in the um, in the wild card matchup will be, and then as of right now, you know the uh, the number one seed is up for grabs uh, for the American League. You got the the New York Yankees. Luis Severino just came back uh, yesterday. He pitched four 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 uh, four innings. Got I believe two strikeouts, and I think he only allowed two three hits. So he had a good uh, a good outing. He hasn't pitched since October in two thousand and eighteen. So. 
uh, it's been a while for Luis Severino, so it's good to see, um, and it's definitely encouraging for the Yankees because they really need help with that starting rotation. Um, so the Yankees and the Houston Astros, they're right there. They're both at 99 wins, 53 losses. Then you got the Minnesota Twins who are at 93 wins, 58 losses. Uh, but those are the division winners. And then, like I said, you got Oakland and Tampa Bay. Oakland is at 91 wins uh, so far on the year, and they're riding a... Uh, they just came back from a six and one road trip where they demolished the Houston Astros. And then uh, they came back and they're playing against the Kansas city Royals. And out of their last 10, they have won uh, eight. So they're eight and two and out of their last 10. So uh, the A's they're out there doing things. So we will have baseball in the Bay area in October after wall, uh, but it won't be, you know, orange October. It'll be October uh, for Oakland. If you guys didn't catch that. Uh, but anyways, you know, looking at the National League, uh, National League is a little bit intriguing. Um, looks like the Dodgers are going to take over that number one seed. They're at 98 wins um, and then followed by the Atlanta Braves, 93 wins. And then St. Louis at 84. Now, 84 uh, compared to everybody else seems like a low number. But, you know, that may get it done in the uh, NL Central because the NL Central is actually still, and I've talked about it before, and when, you know, a couple of, I think it was like a month and a half ago, I was talking about the 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 NL Central in that that was going to be the division to watch. Um, and it's, it's, it's really coming down to the wire, guys. I mean, we got the St. Louis Cardinals, they're up in the division. Then you got the, the Chicago Cubs at two games back, and you got the Brewers at two games back. So, um, it's all jumbled up in the central and in the wild card because at the wild card you're still looking at um, you got the Cubs and you got the Brewers going for that final spot. They're tied, virtually tied right now. The Brewers are you know stepping up to the plate without Christian Yelich. Uh, they've won nine out of their last ten, so uh, you know they're they're coming on strong. And then the Washington Nationals they're kind of cruising. They're playing 500 ball right now, um, but they're a game and a, a game and a half up. On the Cubs, so who do you guys think is going to slot in there um, to sneak into October? Is it going to be Washington and Chicago? Is it going to be Washington and Milwaukee? Is it going to be Chicago and Milwaukee? Or these teams on the outside looking in currently, you know, with the Phillies, they're four games back. The Mets, they're four games back, and the Diamondbacks, they're five and a half games back. So who do you guys think is going to slot in there? I honestly, I don't think that the Cubs are going to be able to ride it out. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to uh, to pull out the the uh, the rabbit out of the hat, if you will, um, because, you know, they have, but they very well could because they have a lot of baseball to be played. Um, and out of their last couple of games, they have six, I believe it's six, or, or it could be four, uh, or it could be seven, six or seven against the St. Louis Cardinals. And that last uh, home weekend or that, la- that last uh, weekend of baseball in September, is against the St. Louis Cardinals, but it's in St. Louis. So that's going to be must-watch baseball, especially for the NL Central, but that has huge implications on the National League wildcard. So um, who do you guys think is going to make it into the wildcard for the National League? I mean, the American League, it's it's a three-team race, but then you're looking at the National League. you got the Nationals, the Cubs, the Brewers, and technically you still have the Phillies, the the Mets and uh, the Diamondbacks. I mean, it's a little bit more of a stretch for those last three teams. But uh, who do you guys think is going to make it? I don't think the Cubs are going to make it. I think it's going to come down to uh, you know the the Nationals 
and uh, the Brewers. I, th- I think uh, the Brewers are going to sneak in there, but do not sleep on the Phillies or the Mets. Met, they, they are right there. Um, you know, I had a long conversation with my uncle a while ago, and he was just like, the Mets are going to screw it up. The Mets are going to screw it up. Yeah, they kind of screwed it up. They're four games out, though. Uh, anything can happen. I mean, if you're looking at the the Mets' upcoming schedule, um, you know, just to see who they're playing, and, you know, it's very helpful if they're playing teams that are in front of them, but if they're not, uh, it's helpful to play teams that they can beat up on. So you're looking at it. Uh, they're playing Colorado. They won last night, um, but they're playing Colorado today. Um, to finish off that three-game set. Then they have to go against uh, Cincinnati with, you know, uh, Eugenio Suarez and um, and Aquino. I-, I love what they call his home runs, by the way. Uh, the Punisher, right, for, for, the, for the Cincinnati Reds. That dude is just on fire. Um, they call him Aquino, Aquino Doubters. Uh, that's what they call uh, his home runs. So I actually like that. That's actually pretty clever. But uh, they're going against the Reds, and then they have a four-game stretch against the Miami Marlins, um, and then they finish out the year against the Atlanta Braves. That is a huge, um, a huge series there. And then you're looking at the Phillies' uh, upcoming schedule. You know, for the for to end out the the year, they're playing Atlanta currently um, this week. They won last night, uh, so that's encouraging. Then they they finish out two more games uh, with Atlanta with that three-game series. Then they go to Cleveland. Uh, They're playing Cleveland. Then they have a lot of games against the Nationals. So that is going to be a determining factor, definitely. They have uh, five games because they're making up. They have a doubleheader on the 24th. Uh, So they have five games against the Nationals in in Washington. So that's going to be a decider for, I think, both teams, whether they're making the playoffs or not. So if the Phillies can go into Nationals Park, and uh, sweep the Nationals five games. I mean, hell, like that that just breaks open a whole can of worms. Uh, but even if they if they can get four four out of five or three three out of five, I mean that that could shake up things uh, even monumentally. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting to watch down the stretch. Then uh, you know with the with the A's, you know I'm just hoping that they get into that wild card spot. And, I, and I'm actually hoping that it pans out. Um, you know, in the American League, I hope it pans out that the Yankees are the number one seed so that the A's can win that wild card spot and go against the Yankees and upset the world. <laughs> because the A's have some very unfinished business with the New York Yankees. And, you know, anybody that can get, knock out the Yankees, I'm okay for. Um, even if it is crosstown rival Oakland Athletics, I'm still uh, holding it down for the town. Now, uh, I'm going to end the podcast there. I hope you guys had a good one. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit shorter right now, but, um, you know, the giants, they're still in Boston. And then, like I said, they're finishing out the last road trip of Bochi's career, um, in Atlanta. And then they come back home and they play, I believe it's the Marlins, uh, who they play when they come back. But I know for sure that they are playing the, uh, Oh no, they're playing Colorado. They're playing Colorado when they come back from the road trip, and then I, and then for sure they're playing the Dodgers in that last home uh, weekend. And you know, if you guys haven't got, done so already, get your tickets for that Friday, Saturday, Sunday game. I'm going to be out there all weekend, um, but I'm definitely going to that game on the 29th. Got to pay my respects to Bochi, and then following up that uh, that game that weekend, I'm going to give a, a tribute uh, podcast for Bruce Bochi. Um, and kind of talk about what he's meant to me and Giants fans all around uh, 
all around, you know, uh, San Francisco, Bay Area, just Giants world. So you guys have a good one out there. Be safe. I know the roads are a little slick, so drive safe out there. And again, thank you for listening. This was Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast, and I was your host, Walter Ikawaseta. You guys have a good one, and I'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. And remember, as always, win or lose, go Giants.